Jeff and Aaron. I'm Jeff. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about uh, holidays and holiday traditions and that kind of stuff. Um, hey, Aaron, what do you do this time of year? So, I'm Jewish, so I obviously celebrate Jewish Christmas, otherwise known as Hanukkah. Yeah. Is that actually an equivalency there? or Not so much at all. No. no. Hanukkah has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas other than that it falls around the same time of year and thus... Hallmark decided to make it a, ooh, it's Hanukkah time, so we should be having gifts and presents just like on Christmas. So help help me and my other Gentile people. Um, you knew under- that word. I'm I so did. I do know you. a word. Uh, understand something here. F- uh, FYI, Gentile means non-Jew. Yes. Um, on on the scale from for for us, uh, Christmas to Flag Day, how important is Hanukkah? Um, I mean, it's a little more important than Flag Day. Um, not a lot, though, quite honestly. Yeah. What's, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty minor holiday, what like, is, in the scheme of things. Yeah, what is the, like, what would you say is the Christmas of the Jewish holidays? Um, probably, well, so it depends on how you want to look at it. So if you look at Christmas as just, like, a fun holiday that everybody celebrates, it would be Purim, which Purim. is... Um, if I'm not going to go into the details of perm, if you want to look up perm, it's P U R I M. It's a whole story. You got me a one sentence what it is. Um, so have you ever heard the term Megillah, the whole Megillah? No, no. Okay. Anyway, so it's, the it's, Cuddy? no, oh. no. Anyway, so it's a, the perm story. It's, it's basic. So every Jewish holiday and except for Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, which are totally different. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish new year. Eight days later is Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. Oh, I thought, always thought those were the same. I mean, they fall around the same time. Like, they're part of the same... Fair. Like, it's... They're two separate holidays, but they're... They they are entangled together like quantum particles. Oh, God. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Sorry, your pretentious was showing. Anyways. Uh, so, um, pretty much every single Jewish holiday can be summed up in three sentences. They tried to kill us. They didn't succeed. Let's eat. <laughs> That's um, That's so Purim is, it's a fun story um, about, you know, I don't even remember when it takes place, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago. At least two? Um, I think it takes place after Jesus was born, actually. Really? Yeah. Wait, you're telling me there's history. Oh, there's quite a bit of history. Well, I mean, obviously there is. Uh-huh. Huh. For some reason in my mind, I just assumed that the instant Jesus showed up, it was like, okay, cool. Uh, we're going to just start do this new thing now. Oh, no. it was I was wrong. Fourth century BCE. Okay, so, so 400 years before. Before Jesus. Okay, yeah. fair. Um, anyways, it really basic story. Um, there is a king who wants to marry this Jewish woman. His um, sheriff, if you will, that's not the right word. Is doesn't like the Jews. He wants to kill all the Jews. As part of sentence one. Um, his uh, um, machinations are thwarted. and As part of sentence two. Um, everybody is happy and wins. But what makes Purim cool is um, you're supposed to dress up and it's a very joyous holiday. And um, you read from the Megillah, which is the story of Purim. And... Um, is this the one where... No. Yes. Yes, this is. Okay, okay. This is the one where... So, you're supposed to get... So, in the during the, sto- the story of Purim, um, the name Haman comes a lot. And whenever you hear the name Haman, you're supposed to 
um, spin a noisemaker. It's called a grogger to drown out Heyman's name. And at the same time, you are supposed to get slightly inebriated um, to the point where, so the hero of the story is Mordecai. Yeah. And um, you're supposed to get inebriated to the point that you don't recognize the difference between Mordecai and Heyman. Yep. Um, so it's a very fun holiday. It's a very joyous occasion. I say it's akin to Christmas because you do give out presents on Purim and it's um, it's just different. So, where So where... in terms of like mood, it's the same. But mm-hmm. would you say in terms of like family tradition, like for instance, I'm flying out for a week to go back and visit my family uh, and I do this every single year, pretty much rain or shine. So probably... I mean, Hanukkah kind of is like that just because it falls around this time of year and a lot of people get off work this time of year. Do you think Christmas has made Hanukkah more of a... Uh, Absolutely. More of a... That a family type of tradition? Holiday. Absolutely. Um, I would say the other maybe equivalent holiday would be Passover. Yeah, that's um, the one that I... Uh, as far as... You know, because there isn't like a straight up equivalent to Christmas. Obviously, in, that's not how religions work. Right. But... Um, you know, from a joyous perspective, I think Perm is kind of similar or from the present presence perspective, um, Passover would be more equivalent. Like you have a big Passover feast, which is the, where all the family and right, which is the Seder. And like, it's definitely a, um, a bigger holiday. So people do definitely Travel. travel and fly out on Passover. Um, and it is somewhat joyous. Um, it's, uh, well, it's, it's a story about when you guys were almost killed, you didn't, and then you eat a lot. Exactly. And it was, it's the exodus from Egypt and the, it's really, it's Passover. Actually, I actually take back. I think Passover is far more equivalent than Purim. Um, the only real equivalence with Purim is that you, you're supposed to give out presents, which you don't do on Passover. Sure. But from a, um, like Christmas is kind of like the beginning of Christianity, like it's, you know, supposedly the birth of Jesus, whatnot. So it's kind of, um, I don't want to say like the culmination of the Christian story because it's really the beginning of the Christian story. But Passover is kind of the, uh, it's the beginning of the Jewish people. Sure. Okay. Um, So from that- there's the good thematic combination between Um, the two. Obviously, they don't fall anywhere near at the same time of year. Passover is springtime, usually April-ish. Yeah. So Um, I'm curious. If if your family didn't live in Colorado with you, mm -hmm. would you travel states to visit them for Passover? Oh, for Passover? Yeah. Uh, Potentially, yes. Yeah, potentially? Um, I don't know. Because um, obviously it's a situation that hasn't occurred. Right. But um, I could see myself traveling for Passover yeah. um, for the Seder because it's a big deal. Um, and it's definitely, like you know, a, supposed to have fr- 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 blah, blah, friends and family and flubs and, flubs and, and all that around. And um, so there's two nights of Passover. Or, well, there's actually a whole week of Passover, but there's two nights of the Seder. Um, and the first night I have been doing it with a friend for like a decade now and she has a bunch of relatives that fly in for oh, interesting. it okay um and then the second night i do with my parents and we don't have any relatives fly in because like the whole immediate family is here nice but like my Convenient. sister will come down from denver and my grandparents will join i don't know if they're going to this year because it's just my grandmother now 
Um, and she may not be alive next year. Okay, depressing. Yeah, cool. but anyway, sorry, little minor point there. Um, I mean, that is kind of one of the things about this time of year is it reminds you of all of the family that you don't get mm-hmm. to see. So, yeah, yeah, maybe that's poignant in its own way. Yeah. I'm just going to continue rambling on. Actually, you know what? I'm going to intercede here real quick. Okay. Because there's something that we missed at the very beginning. I purposely skipped oh, it. Oh, you did. Okay. I purposely skipped it because thematically it didn't fit in right away. But, but you want to put it in now? But I'm going to put it in now. Can, so, can anybody guess what it is? I I, I feel I, like we're Dora the Explorer right now asking yeah. the audience that cannot respond as that would break all rules of time. That would be pretty impressive. Like anyways. My, anyways. So we're talking about the first fact. Yes. Uh, that said, I did make sure to pick one that is... Thematically relevant. Yeah, appropriately themed. Uh, And I'm going to have you guess this one. Okay. In 2018, how many real trees were sold for Christmas trees? In the world or in the U.S.? Let me just see if it specifies. It doesn't specify. Okay. Well. But it is the National Christmas Tree Association. And so that kind of says it probably is just the U.S. Okay. So I'm going to go, if we're just talking about the U.S., I'm going to try and figure some facts and figures. There's, I think, 350 million people that is living in the that U.S. Right. Obviously, that does not mean there's 350 million families. Good so um, let's say, you know, a family is usually, you know, three or four people. Okay. Like, yeah. uh, uh, what is it? The platonic or the, the, the nuclear family? The nuclear family. Yeah. You know, mother, father, two kids. Yeah. Um, so if we do 350 divided by four, we're looking at, what is that, 80? About 80. Um, yeah. So let's say 80 million people, obviously not 80, all 80 million families are Christian. So, but I feel like even if you're not Christian, a lot of people celebrate. I'm going to go with 60 million trees. Ooh, that's not bad. Um, I would say in total, that's pretty close, but you forgot about fake trees. Oh, I forgot about fake trees. Which is why I did specify real trees in 2018. Uh, 32.8 32.8 million trees were sold uh, yeah. uh, for for Christmas. I, I believe that. I, actually, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty pretty good with my answer. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good. Well, the other the other figure for fake trees is 23.6. So when so you add those I together, was like, 60 million isn't far off. That was pretty good. That's <laughs> yeah, well pat yourself me. on the back. Well done. Um, uh, also, as a side note, we mentioned it several podcasts ago, but the, the team trees successfully raised the yes, 20 million trees by I, 2020. I, yeah, I saw that um, uh, yesterday. I got the email update. Now we'll have to see if they actually can plant 20 million trees. I think so. I mean, with $20 million, you probably can plant quite a few trees. and Probably not 20 million, but again, it depends. The well, way I feel like it's more the logistics at this point, not like the technology or the impetus, but like, you know, dealing with regulations in different yeah. areas of we're going to be, you know, well, there's also using a, drones to drop trees on you. I was just saying, it's also part of the definition problem. They are planting the trees using these pucks that are uh, seeded with seeds. Right. Um, and so if you count each seed as a tree, then you can plant mm, 10 trees in one puck. Right. But not all of them are necessarily going to. Yeah. That being said, I don't feel like I got scammed by giving. these. No, not at all. No, I think it's I mean, honestly, I think it's a a good idea regardless. Yeah. Anyways, side tangent. So, yeah. Oh, another little side fact from that tree thing. Um, The the National Christmas Tree Association, which, yes, that is a thing. Yeah. It says that there's close to 350 million trees currently growing. 
just like overall or just for like Christmas tree purposes? That, that's why I'm assuming Christmas tree purposes. Yeah. I mean, because you've got to farm them, right? Right. It's like, something you don't really think about, but yeah, there's got to be a Christmas tree farm somewhere. Uh, um, There's actually a bunch of tree farms in Colorado. Um, Makes sense. we got a lot of trees. Yeah. And um, like, you know, I don't know how long it takes for a pine tree to grow to Christmas tree height, but it doesn't happen in a single season. Well, and so. the nice thing about it, I bet is you don't want them all to be 50-foot tall pine trees. And so there's probably a gamut of, like, you get your little Charlie Brown Mm -hmm. trees, and then you get the ones that are, like, uh, Christmas story trees, all that kind of stuff. So Speaking of Christmas trees, before we dive into your... More more holiday traditions. Right. Um, So, obviously, with, you know, Hanukkah, there is no Christmas tree. I do not put up a Christmas tree because I'm not celebrating Christmas. However, I lived in Denver uh, for a couple years, and one of my roommates um, was... Not Jewish, which is kind of funny because my other roommate was Jewish. You so outnumbered him. I know we had her. Uh, she she was the token non-Jew of the roommates. Um, <laughs> and But she really wanted to put up a Christmas tree. And me and my other roommate that was Jewish were like, cool, that's fine. Like, we don't care. I'm not offended by this. Just not, don't, you know, hang your crucifixes around. Right. Yeah. We're like, yeah, that's cool. And um, we were in a townhome. And when you first walked into the townhome, there was steps to the upstairs. So, like, when you first walked in, there was, like, a big, uh-huh. tall ceiling. And she got a Christmas tree that went from the first floor to the ceiling of the second floor. That she, and it was actually really cool. Okay. Like, it was, was really fun. Was that intentional or just not measuring? I think it was intentional. Okay. Like, I think cool. she wanted a big Christmas tree and she knew she could get a I big just, Christmas tree. This is like such a waste to me. I know. But um, it, it was, it was, I gotta say, it was actually fun having a Christmas tree in the house. Like, it's kind of cool having this. Having nature inside. Right. Beyond just like, I always have a lot of plants, but plants are not trees. I, I, I'm reminded of the, um, uh, Gaffigan joke about Christmas is a weird we have weird traditions on Christmas like clearly somebody must have been drunk and like chopped down a tree drug it inside and says no we're gonna celebrate this tree and then proceeded to cover it in fire I mean it is a weird thing cause it's like, not what does like, that have to do with Jesus' birth I know well it's not like you're like planting a tree you're literally killing a tree yeah and then trying to keep it as alive as possible for, you know, a few days. And it's, and then, yeah, and then you decorate it and it's, it is a, it's a weird thing. It's probably one of those pagan things that was. Adopted. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's the same. I feel like a lot of Christian holidays have really weird traditions like Easter. Yeah. The bunny that lays eggs. The bunny that, and we, we got to paint them and hide them. Right. For Jesus. And it's, you know, supposed to celebrate Jesus's resurrection. Yeah. And you have a bunny that lays eggs. Yeah. Now, honestly, Jim Gaffigan has a great sketch entirely on holidays. Hilarious stuff. I believe that. Uh, Robin Williams did too. Yeah. Always um, good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyways, what are your traditions, Jeff? So, uh, I mean, pretty standard stuff. Like, I always fly home. We uh, wake up in the... Mm, actually, there is one tradition that we do every year, rain or shine. Um, and it's... As kids, we were allowed to open one present mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas Eve. I feel mm-hmm. like this is yeah, a pretty yeah, yeah. common tradition. Yeah. Uh, and it was always, 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 always pajamas. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the definition of pajamas has changed significantly as we've gone So, over. it's actually kind of funny because every Hanukkah, my grandparents always get me socks. Yeah. Always. It's one of those things that you don't realize when you're 12, but yeah. when you become 30, you're like, damn, I want some socks. Well, what's funny... And I won't buy them for myself. Well, what's funny is... For 
various reasons I did not get socks for my grandparents last year. Sure. And I am feeling that because, you know, socks go bad after a while. And I'm yeah. looking, I'm like, God, I'm running out of socks. It's like you got too many socks with the holes where your toes come out. Exactly. It's like, nah, I want good, comfortable ones. Right. So, and I, um, I'm not going to get socks from them uh, this year either. So I got to actually. You have to go buy yourself some I gotta socks. I got to buy myself some socks. I'll warn you here right now. Don't buy them off of Amazon. They don't work that way. Yeah, I was just going go to get Target. really shitty socks yeah, that way. I'm just going to go to Target. Um, but I've never bought myself socks, so I don't even know what the type of socks that they my yeah. grandparents actually get me normally. I actually, so, no, very similar thing happened to me. I went to finally buy myself a big pack of socks, and I was like, oh, these look right. And got home was like, no, these aren't right at all. These right. are horribly uncomfortable. Right. But it's, I'm too lazy, so I'll right, keep always yeah. wearing them. Anyways. Um, so translation, uh, appreciate socks. Indeed. Indeed. Um, they are surprisingly yeah. important. So, so that was the main, like, one tradition I can truly remember. Uh, the other ones are like... We would always have a really fun breakfast. Mm. Um, yeah, I've heard of like fun Christmas breakfasts. Yeah, whatnot. I mean, for us, it's like, well, one thing that you wouldn't enjoy is bacon. Right. Loads of bacon. I think, well, you also, you know, there's the ham. I don't know if you guys did ham. We don't do ham. Yeah. Um, we, we basically just do bacon, eggs, hash browns, you know, what you would imagine when you think of fancy, fancy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we used to get these like Pillsbury cinnamon roll things mm-hmm. in the in the big tins. But last year I made the mistake of making them by hand, mm-hmm. uh, and now I fear that I have to do them every year, which is fine because they were really, really, really good. You know, it's really interesting. The more you're talking about Christmas, and I've never put this together before. I don't know why. How thematically similar Passover is in some ways, because you know, with Christmas you have, like you were saying, you've you've got your your traditional breakfast, and you know, other people obviously they have the Christmas ham, yeah, you know, whatnot. And Passover there is specific Passover food. Like um, unleavened bread. Uh, like matzah, which is terrible, but like <laughs> one of the, you know, the fun breakfasts you can do with uh, over Passover, it's called matzah brai, which is essentially, um, I don't really know how to describe it. You basically, you crush up matzah and you mix it with egg and you fry it all together. And it's actually really good. Um, it sounds weird, but I, it's just interesting. I'm just putting that together yeah. that. Um, moving forward, if somebody asked me what's the most similar Christmas. holiday to Christmas, I would have to go with Passover. Good to know. Good to know. Um, also, matzo ball soup is my favorite. Yeah, matzo ball soup is pretty damn um, good too. But yeah, no, it's so so. Yeah, breakfast is a big thing. And then uh, when I was much younger and we had a lot of family, it would be uh, me and my sister would open gifts and we'd go around a circle. Some people I've seen this. Uh, some people will just their kids will just go wild and open all their gifts mm-hmm. all at once. And I look at that and I'm like, that is insane. You're not even yeah. getting the fun out of it. Yeah. For me, it was my, I would open one, then my sister would open one, then mm-hmm. my dad, then my mom, and we'd just go around in the circle until everyone was done. Right. And it was nice, ordered chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there'd just be, the dogs would be going crazy because there's wrapping paper everywhere. Right. Um, so after, after that, sometime around three or something, we'd go to my grandparents or my aunt's house and do the same thing there. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. What was always fun for me is no one knew what to get me because I, I mean, my only passions were video games, which meant spending lots of money. Right. Like 60 bucks on a game, which is not a little. As I got older, um, so remember we, we do this like round robin going around in a circle doing it. Uh, which works really well when everyone has about the same number of gifts. Mm-hmm. But when you become me and I get older, I get like one gift from each person, which I'm fine with because honestly, I don't really want gifts. Yeah, I'm like, I'm at that point too. I've been um, at that point for a while. Same. Uh, so I would open my four or five gifts and then be done with right. the entire tradition and just go eat food. Nice. <laughs> so it's like, great. I mean, that's good. 
Um, uh, everyone I mean, always thought it was a problem, but I was like, nah, this is great. <laughs> like, it's interesting. Like now, like we still give gifts on Hanukkah. Um, like it's just like that is a tradition, even though it's sure. not a part of Hanukkah per se. Um, but growing up, like you just kind of have to because you know it, it's um, as far as like giving gifts on Hanukkah and and making it a big thing because it's almost unfair to the kids seeing all of their other oh, friends. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when that's... young. Right, which... And I mean, they don't understand that it's religion or that which, there's differences? I mean, I, I I, did. I definitely understood it. Uh, I, I don't know I feel like you would point. understand it way better than I did. Right. I, I don't remember exactly at what point that happened, but I always knew that, you know, Hanukkah was different than Christmas and that, you know, it was not... The same? The same. I, get, I don't you, know how to put it beyond that. But we still, you know, there's eight nights of Hanukkah and we definitely, we did, you know, a present every night. Um, and growing up, my mom would decorate the house a bit with like Hanukkah stuff or Jewish stuff or whatnot. But as we got older, I feel like maybe when I was in high school is when my parents stopped treating Hanukkah like Christmas. God. Um, like we would still do gifts, but she wouldn't decorate the house as much because it because that's not a part of hanukkah that's like real that is a christmas tradition that has bled over and like you can get hanukkah decorations in any store and whatnot um but like now my my mom doesn't decorate for hanukkah um because there's no reason there's no reason um we do the one like big hanukkah tradition that you're supposed to do is light the menorah which is um for those who don't know the menorah i'm sure you've seen it it's um uh, a nine candle holder. It's got um, eight candles uh, on each side and then one candle in the middle that's higher up. And it's to sign- signify the eight nights of Hanukkah. You have the middle candles called the Shamus. You light the Shamus. And then as every night goes, you light one candle for the first night, two candles for the second night, etc. And I wonder, it, it's something I've always wondered that I probably should just look up at one point because we have advent calendars, mm-hmm. um, which are not the same thing. But then you also have Advent uh, uh, candles, hmm. where you light candles for every day of Christmas. Which is also a weird thing with the 12 days of Christmas and... I don't even know where 12 came from. Right. That's a strange one. I know. Um, it's, and that really, it's only celebrated one day for most people. Oh. But... I would say for most people, it's the entire month. Like, the month of Christmas is is the month of December. Yeah, I guess. But like like Christmas itself is like celebrated on a single day well right. i'd say two because right yeah christmas, christmas eve day and then christmas day yeah christmas eve the the one day that most christians will go to church right um regardless of their actual right i actually went to a christmas eve midnight mass once it's basically a fun sing-along thought it was a interesting experience it was um so it was me and two Jewish friends, and this sounds like something that you would do as a rebel. Like when, well, you're, when you're like 16, you're like, "Oh, we're going to be rebels. We're going to go to the Christian." Yeah, so this holidays. was actually, I think we were in college at this point, and um, we all had a, a mutual friend who was part of um, a Presbyterian um, church, and she invited us. Like, do you want to experience this? Like, just because, like, not like. Ooh, you should come and convert, but just like, <laughs> hey, do you, you know? And so we all went, and uh, I wore my kippah because that's what I do, and um, like it was a full mass, and like people went up. Wait, for, was it true Catholic? Uh, it was. So, or was it just Christian? It was like it was Catholic because Presbyterian is Catholic light, right? Isn't it? 
I don't know, but I think it was because she went to First Press, which was the name First Presbyterian. Okay, uh, but yeah, it was so like it a full Christmas mass. So like they did communion and whatnot, and oh, people yeah, yeah. were walking up, and what, and obviously we didn't go. And uh, there were a couple of things that were amusing. One is how smooth communion went, because in Jewish services at the synagogue, um, there is no way. Something like that would go smoothly because everybody would just be talking the entire time. <laughs> like it would just take forever. Yeah. Um, Whereas communion in a, in a in a Catholic, not Catholic, a Christian, Christian sense is like, okay, we will orderly go by rows, exactly, and we will continue to sing whatever current song is sung until exactly. you go into your row and you get your communion. Exactly, that just wouldn't happen. Um, and then the other one, which was both amusing and a little uh, disturbing. I don't know. Disturbing is a too strong of a word. There were a number of people who went up like, this is so cool that you're here because I had my coupon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, this is so neat. I'm so that. glad you came. And it's like... People treating you like a different species. Well, and also thinking like, ooh, I wonder if, you know, if they're thinking about, you know... I feel like they were um, thinking less that and more like, ooh, I'm getting my diversity for the right, day. Right, exactly. You're like, I've never seen a Jewish person before. I didn't know they exist. I thought they right. were fairy tales. Right, which is possible. Um, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I am... The first Jew a lot of people have seen. I mean, I'm pretty sure you exist. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure you exist. I mean, I think I exist. I can't I don't, confirm I think, I therefore, I am. Yeah, but see, I don't think you. So, but, anyways. Yeah. So, so the, it's interesting that you, we meant, we got into the topic of these uh, New Year's masses or whatever they're actually Christmas called. Eve or Christmas. Christmas Eve services is yeah, what I would call I think them. Because midnight masses, mass, yeah. Mass is very specifically Catholic, right. whereas Catholic is a... Not a small percentage, but it's one of many. Right. It's, yeah. Um, uh, Christian-based faiths. Catholic is very much its own thing. It is. And they have their own longer and more painful traditions. Um, but no, one of my favorite thing is, so for, I, I'm Lutheran. So we'd go to Lutheran uh, Christmas services, Christmas Eve services. And uh, it for the most part, it was kind of just a sing-along where you just sing all the fun religious Christian songs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my favorite one is you'd sing Silent Night. And they pass around the candles and you get to light the candles. For me, I cared less about Christmas or the song and more about playing with the wax and the candle. Absolutely. Did I burn myself and almost yell, uh, oh, distracting every single person? Of in the course entire- you Yeah, did. of course. Always. Uh, um, it's actually kind of funny you bringing up Christmas songs and whatnot. So I think every school puts on a Christmas concert. Yes. And uh, in high school in particular. But make sure to do secular. Uh... Uh, well, the, what drove me nuts. So in my high school, um, I was one of like maybe 10 Jewish people out of like 2,000 um, students, um, which is crazy because nowadays in Boulder, there's actually a pretty sizable Jewish population. Uh, growing up, not so much. But, you know, they, I, the, the choir would always do Christmas songs and whatnot, but they would always throw in a couple of Jewish songs or Hanukkah songs. Are there Hanukkah? I mean, not really. The no. only one I know and correct. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. You know it. You yeah, know it. that's like the only Hanukkah song. So it was always funny is when they would, you know, come out like, oh, we were singing this Hanukkah song. And be like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, I don't I think saying. that is what you think it is. And there was a part of me. I was kind of like, just what? Like. Putting in a token effort is worse <laughs> than just not putting in an effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like Mariah Carey sang any 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 Jewish Christmas, right. Jewish holiday songs. Right. And so, and then, of course, they would always sing Silent Night. And that would, it bugged me because Silent Night of all the Christian songs is by far the most overtly religious. You know, you mentioned that. And I I guess now that I think about the, the actual, like, 
verse. Yeah. It makes sense. But I've never really put two and two together because I've only ever gotten far as Silent Night, Holy Night. That's it. I'm playing with a candle. Right. But, yeah, the rest of the lyrics. I mean, it's a beautiful song, but it's a very religious song. I do. And, you know, separation of church and state, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, But, um, yeah, that that always drove me nuts that time of year when uh, I had a bunch of friends in choir be like, oh, we're singing this Hanukkah song. Like, sure Sure. you are. (laughs) Cool. I, I, yeah, that's, we all sing that song on Hanukkah. That's what we do. We all line up and sing this song. Yay. That said, uh, over the course of your numerous number of Hanukkahs, how many dreidels have you received? Um, I don't know. You're telling me that receiving a dreidel is not standard procedure? Not really. Like, you just have a bunch of dreidels. Like, I just feel like, like, I don't, they're just in the dreidel pile. Kind of. It's like, they're just there. Like. They just, they appear magically. <laughs> I will exist. say there, so there, there are different types of dreidels. You get your cheap plastic dreidels. You can get like, you know, a hundred for like two bucks or something like and of that. Of course, there's the ones you've made out of clay. Of course, because we do that too. Um, and then you have these really nice wooden dreidels. And I can, I will, will say unequivocally, wooden dreidels spin a lot better than plastic dreidels. That, well, they're probably also made with a little bit more care than well, they don't, pressing them in a machine. Right. They don't have seams in them and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so like that, that's really dreidel, dreidel and the menorah are like the two legitimate, I don't know if legitimate is quite the right word or two, um, I mean, in terms of Jewish symbology, those are the only two I know. Well, and those and are one the, of them, I don't think is religious. Neither. Of, yeah. I mean, honestly, neither of them are really that religious. Hanukkah is not a really religious holiday. No. Um, it just, it isn't like it's, well, it's cause it, it's always confusing and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's because there's a, there's like a huge intersection between religion traditions and just tradition traditions because it's, it's, a yes. comp- it's, both. it's difficult to separate things, a people and a religion, right? Like th- that's one of the things that's always fascinated me maybe is that, so obviously Christmas is celebrated by Everybody, you don't have to be Christian no. to celebrate Christmas. It's a bit, it's very much, it really has become a secular holiday in some ways. More or less. Um, I mean, to, to even further bring that point across, the fact that I, I work for a national lab and I get Christmas off. Right. Obviously, it's a federal, it's a, it's holiday. A federal holiday, which yeah. is, you know, it's, it's separation of church and state. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Right. But like, it's become very secular. But I don't know very many Jews who celebrate Christmas. Which is interesting. Um, like, I definitely know some people who do, whether it's because, you know, their significant other is Christian or they just celebrate Christmas. And that's a tradition yeah. or whatnot. But... Because, I mean, I know plenty of atheists who will celebrate right. Christmas. Well, like, my pa- my mom actually celebrated Christmas growing up because she was not raised in a religious household. It's a whole long story. But it was very much um, a... They were doing it because they didn't want to stand out. Sure. Okay. Keep um, up. Keep up with those Joneses. Right. Exactly. So, um, but really, it's it's Jewish holidays are very, in general, they're religious. They are religious holidays. Yeah. Like there's very few. Like there really is no like there is no equivalent to like a Christmas or an Easter where you can celebrate it without any of the religious aspects to it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Where um, like Easter, you could not even know it has anything to do with Jesus. Exactly. Like, and I every, assume most kids don't. Right. Like even Hanukkah, even though it's not a very religious holiday at all, 
there is still certain religious implications to it. Sure. Um, but every other Jewish holiday, and most Jewish holidays actually aren't joyous occasions. <laughs> no. Which is a whole other thing. Which goes back to the three sentences, right? right? I mean, all of them are about you guys not dying. Right. It's it's like we've created joy out of it because like we're still here. <laughs> Let's eat good food. Yeah. Because remember, we may not. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I... I I'd be remiss if I didn't tell this story uh, while we're still on the topic of sermons, services, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Christmas has always been not religious. Like, yeah, right, yeah. Which for I feel part. like a lot of people, it's yeah. that way. Like, well, I feel like for probably for, yeah. the majority of the people in the U.S. who celebrate Christmas, it's not an overtly religious no, holiday. If anything, it's more of a family holiday right. than it is a, I'm not celebrating Jesus. Right. And nothing, like, drives that point home across more than we are like – Halfway through the service, maybe when I was like eight years old, and it – okay, so backing up just a little bit, uh, there was a cool thing that happened in Spokane uh, every year. Someone had – I think it was a helicopter. Okay. And they would hang uh, a series of lights that looked like Santa and – Like from the helicopter? Yeah, as from it was the helicopter. Flying? Yeah. That's and, cool. And so it would fly over – it would fly over Spokane. And what's really fun is – if have they converted to a drone? Oh, I wonder. I I don't know. I haven't done this in a long time because back then we would, me and my parents and my sister would actually go drive out into a middle of nowhere location to be able to see it to watch it. Oh, drive that's by. cool. Uh, it just so happened that our church that we went to was also near this middle of nowhere location, and so one time halfway through the service, we're we're just watching, and there's these huge windows in the background of the service, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I see that light, and I just yell out of nowhere, "It's Santa!" The entire one, they're probably, you know, doing some sort of right. horribly like, oh, remember when how bad? And they're just this little kid. Yeah. And uh, the pastor was not happy about that oh. scenario. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he probably was, you know, yeah. genial about it because he's not going to smack a kid. Right. But uh, I just remember that was a very contentious moment. I was like, oh. yeah, that's good. Oh, that's sad. Um, how old were you? I don't know. Probably somewhere between uh, five and eight. Maybe. Right. So young enough that like that's what kids do. Yeah. I mean, I, I believed in Santa for a very long period of time, mm-hmm. more out of fear than anything. The mm-hmm. idea that if I stop believing him, I will no longer uh, receive gifts. Right. That's another <laughs> bizarre thing about with Santa is such a bizarre character. It's this like mythical being that gives you gifts. And it's like, like he's, it's he's like rooted in, he's rooted in a lot of real and not real people. Right. But what I find fascinating about it is like, you know, Hanukkah, there is not this creature all of the gifts were from my parents yeah you know this right like growing up it's like oh these gifts are from santa even though he spent the money and bought them for you so i'm assuming you also didn't celebrate easter no what about tooth fairy was that a mythical that was, creature that does come to yeah you? um we definitely got money for um for your teeth. teeth but you know i'm trying to remember like obviously was i was Santa wasn't like I knew of the existence of Santa, but I obviously knew that Santa was not real. That's an um, interesting one, and I don't remember if I ever. Yeah, like, you had nothing to. Yeah, right, I don't remember if I belief. believed the tooth fairy was real or if I just knew my parents were giving me money in the middle of the night when yeah. I left my. But teeth you did hide work. hide it under the pillow. Yeah, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, so I, I I would be remiss if I did not talk about the absolutely wonderful um, tradition. Jewish tradition on oh, Christmas. Yeah. Jewish Christmas. Um, that would be uh, Chinese food in a movie. And i pretty sure that started because it used to be the only things that were open on Christmas Chinese. were the Chinese restaurants and the movie theaters. Which is – the movie theater is an interesting one. I understand the Chinese restaurants, but why was the movie theater open? I guess just because 
movie theaters are always open. <laughs> it turns out they're the greediest of us all. Right. And uh, I don't know if they just got like volunteers to work on Christmas. I, I don't know. But like, they just I mean, saw that the was, other Jewish right. people. And what's amusing now, and, and I, I joke around, uh, around about it, but I'm totally serious about it. There's totally a war on Jewish Christmas. <laughs> it has totally been co-opted by everybody else. It used to be growing up, we would go out to Chinese food and movie and it would just be dead. There was nobody out. And now like everybody does that. And like there are movies that are released specifically on Christmas. Interesting. You know, to, to cash in on that. And like you, I, you'll go to a movie theater on Christmas and it's packed. That's crazy. And what? And even like there's a, there's a Chinese restaurant in Louisville. That's really good that we, we will go to and you have to make a reservation because it's packed. And I'm just like, God damn it, people. Like this is our tradition. <laughs> You've taken everything from us. Right. Don't take this one. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, circling back to, um, actually, no, I want to ask this question. What movie did you see last year or did you? Oh, shoot. What did I see last year? Do you have plans for seeing one this year? I have no idea. I actually haven't thought about that far. I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Come on, usually, man. Like, I usually see it. Oh, last year we saw Mary Poppins, the, oh. the remake of Mary Poppins. Eh. Or the sequel to Mary Poppins. Ah. It was cute. Okay. It wasn't the same. Like, it was well done. It oh, wasn't... so you see this with your family? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So it's a family tradition of sorts. Um, nice. And what was actually funny, last year I had a friend from out of town, in town. Um, I don't think you ever met Emma. She's the friend that lives in Australia. Okay. But anyways, so she came in. She actually saw the movie with us. Like, she joined us for nice. Jewish Christmas. Um, and again, the theater was packed. Damn. Um, it's just, it's really amusing. Um, I have no idea what we're doing this year on Christmas. That'd be fun. Um, it's interesting. So, you know, Hanukkah, every Jewish holiday, um, so Jewish, um, the Jewish calendar follows the lunar calendar. So, you know, the lunar calendar and the Gregorian calendar don't line up. You know, they're, they're constantly shifting. So Jewish holidays, if you go by the Gregorian calendar, change every year. Oh, that must be frustrating. Oh, it drives me crazy. I, <laughs> I never know when they are. Like, I somebody tells me, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. that's in a I, week. I knew Hanukkah moved around because sometimes it's really late, sometimes it's really late. Right, early. and that's all of the holidays. Yeah. And so, you know, Hanukkah falls around Christmas, but this is the first year in a while that it actually is on Christmas or Christmas is well, on Hanukkah. Um, wait, wait, wait. I thought Hanukkah was eight days. It is. So which one is Hanukkah? Uh, well, I'm saying Christmas is falling on the eight days of Hanukkah. Oh, okay. There's one an of those overlap. eight days. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, is Hanukkah the first night? I can't remember if the first night Sunday night or Saturday night. Uh, it's Sunday night is the okay. first night of Hanukkah. So the third night of Hanukkah falls on Christmas Eve. Sure, sure. Um, so... Um, and that's the first time in a, in a number of years that that's happened. Um, so that's interesting. Just, yeah, yeah it's a thing. Side note. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I forgot to say something about, uh, Santa that another, another story that I'd be remiss to not tell is, like I said, I believed in him for a very long time out of fear. Uh, and eventually fear, out of fear. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's only half true. Um, but eventually I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get the, the scoop on this Santa character. I'm going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so I went and asked my mom. I was like, hey, mom, is Santa real? And she looks at me. And keep in mind, I'm probably like 14 or something. Right. Bullshit. Right. Way too old to care about To be believing in Santa, yeah. Um, and, and she looks at me and is like, do you want to know the truth? And I was like, of course I want to know the it's truth. Like, I feel like if you are Asking prefacing that, it like that, yeah. then the answer is no, he's not real. Um, um, and, and she's like... He he doesn't exist. It's just me and your dad. 
and I immediately go, thanks, Mom, you've ruined Christmas. Were you serious <laughs> about it? I wasn't, but apparently that kind of joke doesn't go over well. Oh. And every year she brings this up. Oh, that's so sad. And it's like, I've told her, I'm pretty sure I've told her several times, no, I wasn't actually being serious. And she always comes back with me because... Uh, comes back to me with, well, you sure seemed like you were being serious right, as you cried off to your room. Oh. So I was like, no, I wasn't being serious at all. Oh, I totally so knew he didn't exist at that oh. point. Uh, yeah. I, that's, I find that tradition universal so fascinating. Lie. Because there's nothing like that in Judaism. You there don't, you don't no, lie about anything? Well, there's no mythical creature beyond God, if you want to count God as a <laughs> mythical creature. Like, there is no other... Well, I mean, there's probably not supernatural, but like superhuman people kind of like there's prophets yeah okay but there's you know the um there isn't like there's you know there's not a, a jesus figure so, that you know can cr do miracles per se so would you say that is judaism is more grounded in realism than most in a weird way yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's fair like because i mean it's a combination of there's a lot of although there is a bit of mysticism in uh, Hanukkah. Oh, well, there's a there's a whole bunch of like miracles and whatnot, but they're all performed by God. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's not a specific person doing them, right? So and the, the candle stayed lit the eight days because God was like, "Yeah, don't worry, your oil's gonna last." Right, exactly. So, F, for those who don't know, the the underlying story of Hanukkah is um, the isn't there like a siege on something? Yeah. So the Romans destroy the the second temple, the Ju uh, Judaism. It's in Jerusalem. And there's a, uh, a tradition in, in Judaism that you have what's called the eternal flame. So, um, the Torah in, is like the Old Testament, but it's this whole, it's this. It's more. It, it's more than that. Like it's, it's a, the Torah itself, like the physical being is a, is a very special thing. Uh, and it's kept in an ark. And above the Ark, you have a light that is always on. And as we all know, the Ark definitely melts faces. Exactly. Um, different Ark, though, but that's all cool. <laughs> um, anyway, so the um, so there's always there's supposed to be a light on all time at all times over this Ark. Nowadays, obviously, it's a light bulb. Back then, it was a flame, and that flame had to keep going over all all the time. And so, when the temple was destroyed, and the Jew the the Maccabees were the the re rebels, the Jewish rebels, if you will, that defended the temple. Um, and they actually drove off the Romans, but, you know, they're going through some of the rubble and the flame had been snuffed out and they lit it, but there was not enough oil to keep it going. And the closest place they could get more oil was eight days away or eight days four, round four, trip, yeah, I was say four days eight away. days round trip, but there was only enough oil for one days. And the miracle is that that oil lasted for eight days. It, yeah. What's interesting is that's now. Obviously, I'm going to be offensive by saying this, but that seems like such low stakes. It, well, it is. Hanukkah really, like, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. Hanukkah is such a minor holiday. It's totally different than, like... The birth of our Savior, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Or, like, you know, the Passover story is, you know, Moses walks to the top of Mount Sinai and gets the Ten Commandments yeah. and, you know, leads the Jews to Israel. Like, it's... Hanukkah is an extraordinarily low stakes holiday, yeah. and oh, Passover also has all the baby murders. So that's right, well, that's yeah, the ten, the plagues and whatnot. Yeah. And again, all of those plagues were put on by God. Moses was the impetus, yeah. but Moses didn't, you know, go let there be, you know, lice or whatnot. Um, it was. God said, "Okay, Moses, this is what the next plague is going to be. Tell Pharaoh that this is he what the plague an, is going to be." 
more or less. Right. Um, so Interesting. Yeah, yeah, so there were no, like like I said, no mythical creatures. I don't know if Moses actually existed, but, yeah, you know, he doesn't exist now. <laughs> that Well, that's hopefully true. Um, um, so, uh, how, how long have we gone? Uh, we're about 45 minutes. Okay, so, so I think the last... wrapping up point. Well, there's, there's one last thing I wanted to ask, and that's... Uh, one last topic. Uh, what was the best Hanukkah gift you've gotten? I'm growing up. I always got Legos. Those were my go-to gifts. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, and my the the best Lego by far was um. So this was before Lego got really commercialized with all the Star Wars crap. Yeah, yeah. Like I I, I still love Lego, but I miss some of the more generic Just type stuff. Cities like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like I was always into the space one. I was always into the cars. And uh, there was a monorail. Oh. And I got the monorail, and that's pretty sick. It was pretty awesome, and like my the, my parents' basement used to be like my Lego fortress. <laughs> um, so I think probably Legos were always the big ones growing up. I mean, nowadays I don't get a gift. Like I um like I have told my parents like there's no need to there's yeah. no need to like if you want to give me something give me a check which which they do yeah. um, nice nice yeah um, but it's kind of like. Uh, unnecessary and i'm trying to think um what other legos is pretty spot on yeah like i can't remember if i ever got got a science kit of some sort right or i can't remember if i ever got like a bike for hanukkah or if that was more around my birthday um it's Uh, kind of interesting how even like the gift giving yeah it's like I, i don't have this fond memory of like oh i got this gift yeah like i know i got legos yeah, same. Um, that, that that would be the one constant. In fact, it's so constant that every year I always frustrate frustrate my mom by picking up a package, and before I even open, goes, "Oh, good, my Lego." Right. And she always goes, oh, "I'm not getting you one this year." I know. Well, I I remember always around that time of year, like going to Target or something. They had their Lego yeah. sets out, and I'd be looking like, "Ooh, Ooh which, one's which one is this?" And of course, you know. I had no idea how stupidly expensive Legos were. They really are bad. Yeah. They've only gotten worse. I mean, I, I, I think they were not as expensive back then, but they're still pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, all things considered. And then um, the, the one of the other last, like, gift. So so we had the New Year's Eve, we'd get the pajamas. Mm-hmm. The other kind of gift-related tradition. Yeah, Christmas Eve, we'd get the pajamas. New Year's Eve was olives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, so Christmas, the last, like, gift we'd get. After we've opened up all of the gifts, mm-hmm. my parents would, my mom would always be like, oh, What's that in the tree? And then we'd, we'd hunt for the tree and find little envelopes and stuff. It'd yeah. be like a gift card or something. Right. The, the, the small thing. Right. Uh, right. Until one year, me and my sister mocked this tradition. And now it doesn't happen anymore. And it oh, makes me really sad. That's so sad. Um, basically, we, me and my, my sister basically did the same thing to my parents. And like hid them in really horribly hard to find places. Right. And from that moment on, we don't get to do that one anymore. That's kind of amusing. Um, so... Um, on that note, it is time for our final word, which has a Christmassy theme to it. Oh, good. Um, it's, is it religious vestments of any kind? No, no. Um, I don't want to give a certain aspect of it away. Okay, go for it. Um, so the word is Yule Hole. Oh, God. So, you know, Yule and then Hole. Well, yeah, yeah. Yule is just, is that more or less, less generic for Christmas? More or less. Um, hole. I'm concerned. I know a Yule log is that uh, video you watch yeah. where the log is just burning yeah. constantly. So, so this is, I, I found this on a random website. 
Um, and then I did a search for it. It's definitely a slang term. Okay. I'm going um, to make my guess, then you can tell the answer. Is Yule Hole the downward spiral one feels when they can't figure out what to do for gifts? No, but I believe there is actually another slang term for that, if I found, if, if I remember looking. So this is Urban Dictionary. Oh, good. Um, it's Class. actually, it's just really, it's really amusing. The last hole to which a person is able to stretch their belt at a Christmas dinner. Oh, okay. That, so it's the Christmas hole. That yeah. got it's very concerning and then pretty oh fine. Right. Kind of a, kind of an amusing one. That's, I don't know if it's actually, it's not really like yeah, a real I mean, I've never word, heard this, but I can but, definitely understand it. Yes. Uh, although it also worked for Thanksgiving. Um, All right. But if you're me, you have one of those belts that doesn't have holes. It just kind of slides. Yeah. And so I'm infinitely okay. I usually don't wear belts. So, I mean, I can. What keeps your pants up? My body. My hips? I don't know. They my, they usually stay up on their own. You know what? Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll probably uh, not have an episode next week. Probably not unless and we me? do it remotely. Yeah, because I'm going to be gone for uh, a while. Yeah. Uh, for a week. And so it'll be tough to be do tough one to do next it. week. And then, um, you know, the week after is still recovering from New Year's and whatnot. Yeah, so we'll just so kind of we'll see. see where things are at. Uh, hopefully we'll at least get out maybe a small little apology like we've been trying right, to do. Right, yeah. Or we could actually, we could each record our own little podcast. Maybe. We'll, we'll see how we'll that see, yeah. We'll, give we'll leave you all in suspense. But uh, yeah, thank you for joining us for this one. And have a happy Christmas and a merry New Year. I was going to say happy holidays, but apparently I'm the bad one. Exactly. So just enjoy the music. <laughs>